the Collective Whisper Podcast with Simon King. Hello and welcome to this week's Collective Whisper podcast. I am your host, Simon Kay. So, we're glad you could join us on this special episode. Today, we are going to be talking all about kids. And if you, even if you don't have kids, there's lots of interesting facts about them. We'll talk about my kids. We'll have some special guests on later on. And we'll talk about your kids and kids all around you. And how kids can be annoying, how we can love them so much, how, you know, they are part of our world and some people don't want kids. And I mean, there's so many things to talk about kids. And they are the next generation, so they're vitally important for everything that we do. So let's talk about kids. So for a lot of people, when they reach a certain point in their life, kids become important because they feel that need to reproduce, to bring these special people into your life that you can teach and you know, show them the way and dream for them to become something better than maybe you are. And, you know, a lot of people live vicariously through their children in lots of ways. But, you know, sometimes a couple are together and they feel there's something missing from their lives and they want to pass on that knowledge and they want to show people. So for a lot of people, kids are an addition to the family and something that completes the family. For others, they have this idea they don't want kids. And I mean, you have to respect that because, you know, there's things we want in our life and sometimes kids are not one of them. So I always say if someone says I don't want kids, I say, well, completely your decision you know i respect that because the thing about it is kids are not for everybody and every parent will tell you that there's some point in their relationship with their kids where they'd like to give them back but you know we don't do that because they're worth so much more and kids are a valuable part of our life and once you have them so much changes for you become more of a caregiver you learn to nurture them you learn to love them you learn to appreciate their flaws and their weaknesses and you learn to help strengthen their minds and their bodies for the future so there's so much more that we can give our kids and a lot of the time we have this thing where we look back on our childhoods and we think yeah maybe this wasn't so good and I want to have a better life for my child so we have this kind of inert kind of feeling of responsibility where we have to make our life child's lives much better than ours were sometimes this can be a problem because as I said earlier living vicariously through your children we push them into things they don't want to do and this can result in sometimes your child turning away from you or coming back to you at a later date and saying I didn't want to do these things you made me do them because maybe you wanted to do those things and you you know failed and you thought I could be a champion or I could be this so it's a very thin line between pushing too much and not pushing enough you know and we try and it's difficult being a parent every parent will tell you that but kids in general I mean they're a wonderful thing because they bring so much joy and you know you your kids even though they give you those challenging moments and it's hard dealing with the tempers and the tantrums all of the great moments you spend with them and all of the love they give you whether it's a baby toddler teens even you know it's it's great and i think years later if you treat your child well and give them the respect they deserve well years later they will repay that and as you get into your later years you know your children will look after you as well hopefully i mean this is the thing about family we don't know what way it's going to go and people change as they get older so kids 
who are once cute and adorable and respected their parents maybe change their values and don't have the same respect and responsibility but we hope they do we hope they do we hope that we bring up our kids with good values and good morals and we hope that you know one day they will treat us with the same respect we gave them and look after us as we get older so you know on my side of things with me now i have three children and you know there was a eight-year gap between the latest child so i have an 11 year old and an eight-year-old and now a four-month-old baby so quite new again and it's really interesting and you have a different bond to the other babies because you're at a different part of your life and maybe you have more time or maybe you have less time so for me i find my routine now i have maybe a bit more time for this baby than I did the other twos, you know, so it's different and uh, it's nice too, isn't it? You know, rediscovering that. And sometimes for dads, babies aren't as appealing as toddlers, for example. I felt like that with toddlers. I would say, oh, you know, I really like toddlers more because babies don't really do anything. They're kind of lying there. I like toddlers because they can interact with you and talk a little bit, play, wrestle, all of these things. So it's always different, I think, for dads and moms. But I think when a dad takes on more of the responsibilities of the mother, I think it's different. Things change for them because they realize then, oh, there is a bond. There's other things there I didn't see. And I've discovered that more in this kind of period now with, with our new baby, Kai. So, you know, being a mother and father with a new baby is very special. And those moments slip away very fast. And now when I look at my 11-year-old, I think, wow, you know, we have to hang on to these moments and we have to treasure them because they'll be gone very soon and these children will be grown up and, you know, have, you know, fled the nest or left the nest. And you'll think, oh, wow, I wish I had those days back. So time moves very fast as children are growing up and you can lose those. So you have to cherish every moment you have and you have to do as much as you can and, you know, spend that quality time together. And I know it's easy to say, depending on circumstances. This is the thing for a lot of people, they're going, well, it depends on money and it depends on everything. But I always say some of the happiest families, I think, are the poorest families because they get to spend more time with each other. They have less distractions. Now, of course, some of the major distractions in life can be alcohol, gambling, you know, lots of things that take people away from the family. Drugs, you know, can split families up. But I think generally when you have hardworking parents and even if they don't have much money, they probably spend a lot of time. Not to say people with money don't spend time with their children, but it's a well-known fact that the more money you have, sometimes the more distractions and vices there are in life that keep you away from your children. So, I mean, that's just my opinion as well. I've, I've seen so much teaching in schools over the years. I've seen how rich families, sometimes there's a lot of kind of unknowing neglect in the sense that the parents are wealthy they're very career driven both parents are working maybe traveling maybe you know working in high profile jobs and they don't always get to spend the same time whereas in a lot of poorer families maybe they're unemployed or you know and if they're unemployed this can create problems but the thing is generally they have a little more quality time so providing all of the things are good in the house and there's no you know abuse neglect gambling, drinking, all of these things that can destroy a family. 
and the parents work hard and do their best, you know, usually in that case, there's kind of hope for a better day. And but the parents, I think, have more quality time with the children. So it's funny, isn't it? Money can buy you lots of things, but it can't buy you time with your children. You have to just create that yourself and use that. So it's a very important thing to, you know, make a living and provide for your children, but be there for them too. not just give them everything and say, oh, I sent them to college because unfortunately they look back and say, dad, mom, you sent us to college. You know, you give us all these nice things, but you never gave us enough of you. So I think we have to do that as parents. We have to give ourselves more and spend time with our children. I know with my children, there's times I'm thinking, I don't notice it. Maybe I'm working too hard or I'm, you know, and they say to me, oh, you're working too hard or you're doing this or can you find and then you feel guilty. But then you realize I have to spend more time with them and I have to give them that time every day. And it's hard to do every day. If you're trying to work hard, it's hard to give them that time. But you have to try. I think that's the main thing. If you if you say to yourself, I tried, I tried my best. Maybe it wasn't enough, but I tried my best. I think that's, you know, you can look back and say, that was the, the best thing you tried. But, you know, life is life. We have to move on with things. So when we look at kids, you know, there's all types of kids and, you know, people like kids of different ages, like I said earlier, you know, toddlers, babies, you know, teens obviously are the difficult age. And with a lot of teens, you know, they're kind of misunderstood because we've been there before as parents and our kids never realize this they don't think oh well my dad was a teen or my mom was a teen or we were different types of teens or you never had those problems when you were you know they don't realize all of this we've lived all of those lives before and they just see life as it is now and they feel at 13 14 even younger that you know they're old enough to know everything but as parents we know better. <laughs> we know we were once teens and we made those mistakes. So we try to help our children. But, you know, there's this kind of syndrome where we think, oh, we understand. But now times are different. And we understood the time we lived in back then. But maybe we don't fully understand being a teen nowadays. And you have so many more things to contend with. You have, you know, cyberbullying. You have, you know, children discovering their sexuality. You have more freedom with sexuality. You have more freedom of choice. And all these things are great. But it's also a lot of pressure on young shoulders. And for kids now at 11 years old, you know, they're discovering who they are. They're discovering if they want to be a boy or a girl. They're discovering they might want to be non-binary, neither of both, I shall say. There's a lot more pressure. Life is not as simple as it once was. There's more information overload, more social media content telling them how they should be. I, I always think nowadays kids are more privileged in the things they have and the things they do and they don't maybe work as hard manually, but it's more taxing on their brain because now when you look at life, children, they are just inundated with social media content, video games, all of this content for their minds. And a lot of it is bad. Some of it is great. You know, it can help them. And But the problem is that there's so much of it that is very bad. And it's very hard for parents to control it and filter all this out. And sometimes, you know, phones and tablets are used as social media kind of babysitters. And we try not to. And we try to say, you know, I won't give my child a mobile. I won't do this. I won't do that. But it's very hard, very hard, you know, because you have to keep up with how the world is and what's happening every day. 
So I always say, you know, in my family, I always say, you know, we'll just do our best and we kind keep an eye on things and you don't want to be too protective and you just want to watch and see the signs. And you sometimes you don't see the signs. Sometimes you don't see the signs of anything. But I think for teachers and people who are in the industry that work with children, maybe they see the signs before parents do. And the great thing is now they can communicate with parents and say, okay, there are signs there of, you know, something happening or something is wrong. And maybe your child needs, you know, to talk to somebody or they're crying out for help. And unfortunately, a lot of kids keep these things in. And we've dealt with other shows on the podcast talking about suicide and talking about self-harm and different things. And it's a very real thing, even in this day and age, because, you know, so many kids don't know who they are. They're trying to understand who they are as teens. They have so much pressure from their peers and they have so much pressure from the world around them. So we have to try and help them and understand, not smother them too much and not overprotect them, but to help them understand what they're going through and believe in them, but also respect their judgments. And also respect the right to change their judgments, because that's one thing I see nowadays that, you know, people might change their sexuality, people might change their gender, people might change lots of things. But you also have the option to change it back. This is the thing, because somebody can say to you, oh, I'm gay or, you know, I'm transsexual or whatever. And that's fine. But maybe that's where they are in their life right now. And we can respect that and we have to respect it. That's their choice. But the thing is, they could turn around to you in five years or six years and say, I've changed. I'm changed. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm bisexual now or maybe it was a phase I was going through or an experimentation phase phase. And that's you have to say, OK, that's great. And, you know, it's good you did that. Now your mind is more open. So we have to let children experiment in who they are. And never say to them, okay, that's who you are now. You have to stay that person. You don't. I mean, we change our jobs and we change our partners and we change our cities and we change all these things in our life. So nowadays, when you look at children and sexuality, children over the next, you know, 50 years will probably go through all different types of sexuality, discovering who they really are. And that's great. I mean, that's fine. I think that's what the way it should be. You should discover who you are. It's like religion. Maybe you try different religions before you find one that suits you, or maybe you don't want one at all. You say, I don't like any of them. So we can have kids with all varying types of sexual experimentation, and I think they will be the better for us because as we have learned with our own lives, we were told, go in one direction. You can only do this. You can only do that. You cannot like this. You cannot like that. This is right. That is wrong. Too many labels, too many categories. And nowadays, children are being given that choice to, you know, discover who they are, take pride in the fact of who they are and take pride in their own decisions and be happy. That's the most important thing, to be happy. So when we look at kids nowadays, we're maybe seeing a more rounded version of ourselves. And of course, there's lots of older people can say, oh, but kids nowadays are more privileged, more spoiled. Maybe, maybe some kids. But I think that's phases they go through. And that's something parents give them and parents allow this to be. So that's the parents' fault, too. We cannot give all the blame to the kids. 
But maybe in the future, our kids will be more open-minded and maybe be more compassionate and maybe there will be less wars. Who knows? And I hope for all of these things, but you never know because maybe some kids are going down the road of being shallow, being greedy, being superficial. And we won't know. Time will tell. But we just have to let kids discover who they are and who they want to be and love who they want. That's just a decision we have to respect and and love them for it. And they're still your children. They will never change. As we said, we have all of these ages, the babies, the, you know, kids, seven and eight. And and, uh, an amazing point my wife pointed out to me a few years ago, she's a preschool teacher, was, you know, the first seven years of children's lives are the most crucial because that's what molds them into who they become. So if they are in a situation where they see a lot of bad things up to seven years old, it's really molded them into that person. And unfortunately, after that, they could end up going down the wrong road or having bad values or having, you know, examples, bad examples in their life that make them feel this is normal. And nowadays, kids are exposed to so much, you know, pornography and violence and so on, more than in the past. I know there was stuff in the past too, but much more. It's so much easier for kids to consume this content. So in those first seven years, we have to be very careful that we mold them into something that not just what we want to be, but we mold them into something that the world wants them to be, that other people want them to be. We mold them into something that, you know, and somebody that is compassionate. We mold them into somebody who believes in other people, who has empathy. And, you know, it's not all kind of la-di-da fairy stuff saying, oh, you know, we have to love each other and respect each other. You don't have to kiss people's asses and tell them they're amazing. You just have to understand people more and be compassionate and understand and respect their feelings and decisions. And I think in those first seven years with children, if we can teach them things like racism don't need to exist. And for a lot of children, it doesn't. It's only when they become older, they realize, okay, all right, this is a different color person, but we need to just kind of treat them like it's normal. And then In the future, hopefully we will have less racism, we will have less cultural kind of bigotry, and we will have more children kind of just treating everybody as normal and as equals and more compassion, more empathy. And it's something I I myself as a parent hope for, you know, you, you look at your child and you say, you know, just don't treat people any differently. As a parent, I don't like to point to my children and say, oh, look, this person is different because you've already started saying they're different. And then that's the mistake. If you're like, oh, they're different to us and whatever, you can say culturally we're different, but we're still the same kind of people. So you don't want to point out things too much to your children because then you're already teaching them that these people are different and they might look at them in a different way. So once again, that's a very hard thing to do because you want to teach them, but you want you don't want to teach them with any kind of prejudice or bias even. You know, you don't want to say one religion is better or one country is better. You want to kind of say, well, these people from this country are the same as you. They just have, you know, they do the same thing. They get up in the morning, they brush their teeth, they do all the same kind of stuff, but they have a different culture and sometimes they might do things differently. But when you meet them and sit down with them and converse, you know, they're they're basically the same people. They have feelings. They want to be respected. They want to be loved. They want you to empathize with them. They want you to hug them when they're sad. They want to cry on your shoulder. They, they're the same kind of people. And 
it's great, I think, nowadays when kids can feel like that, when they don't feel any prejudice towards other kids. And we want them to grow into adults who don't feel prejudices either. So for me, the first seven years is crucially important, too. I think the more I looked at it over the years, I realized, yeah, it is. I see with my own boy who's eight, you know, you you watch him and you see him trying to understand life and you you see that it's confusing and, and it's confusing to deal with these emotions of anger and emotions of sadness and then being sensitive and what should a child be? And as dads, I mean, when we teach our sons, you know, who to be and what to be, we also have to teach them, you know, like have respect for girls, have respect for women. And sometimes they don't understand, well, this girl is the same size as me. So if she hits me, why can't I hit her? And you have to say, because it's you're different physically, you're stronger, but it's not just about the strength. It's about the respect because for too many years in our world, we've had this male toxic culture where men get their way by being physical with men and especially with other women. And nowadays we have to say to young boys and young men, you know, be different, be different around girls, you know, and from a very young age, you know, when kids are five, six, seven, even younger, say, don't do that, just respect. And that's not allowed. And, you know, it's not the old thing where we'd say, oh, boys don't hit girls. It's not just that. Boys have to respect girls and men have to respect women and vice versa. I mean, we see, you know, lately there with the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. It's a big celebrity circus, but it just shows you how, you know, even in, in from women, you can have this toxicity and this kind of poisonous behavior because they kind of are thinking, some women are thinking, well, you can't say anything against me because I'm a woman. And we don't want that either. We don't want to flip it on its head. We want everyone to respect each other. But unfortunately, most of the blame lies with men over the years. It does. And we have to, as men, we have to take the blame for those things. And it's not my fault. It's not my friend's fault. You know, they, maybe both of us have complete respect for women, but it's just men in general over the years and the culture of men. So we have to change that and we have to allow life and women to be equals with us and to respect every decision they have. And, you know, no means no, all of these different things. But that all starts with our children. And if we don't do that with our children, the problem is in the future, we're going to have big problems with us. I see that in Spain here a lot. You know, there's a lot of misogyny from men and stuff. And it's kind of a hidden one where they don't realize they're like this. And, you know, that word, I don't like to use it to word misogynist because it's a very strong word. And it kind of implies that you hate the other half of the human race, which most men don't. You know, most men have a great admiration for women and, and vice versa, I think. But there's always a certain few who believe that, you know, women shouldn't have the same power as men. And that's wrong. And we have to teach our kids that, that we're all equals. You know, it's not about feminism. It's not about sexism all the time. It's about being equal. Equality is the key word here. And even in children, equality is the key word and treat boys and girls the same and just understand their strengths and weaknesses and, you know, try to make them into better humans in the future who respect each other and do each other's jobs and earn the same salaries and understand consent and all of these things. And it's, it's a minefield. There's so many things there, but we don't want to make it political and we don't want to make it into something that is going to drag us into debate over years. We just want to teach our kids from a young age how to be better people. That's it, I think. So I'm going to look at some facts now just to you know tell you some things about children before we speak to our guests. Some interesting facts that are kind of like 
clever and trivia. So babies and kids can laugh up to 300 times a day. Adults typically laugh at most about 20 times a day. So we need to get more in touch with that inner child and to enjoy life like the little ones. A child's brain has its most dramatic growth period from birth until the age of five. Kids learn from observation and instruction, which sharpens their cognitive abilities. A kid's brain really is like a sponge, soaking up as much info as possible. When kids play, playtime, it's a very powerful and necessary learning tool for youngsters. Playing is critical to a child making social connections, expanding and using their imagination, developing language and motor skills. So we need more play dates, break out the toys and this innovation, everything depends on it. Babies are actually born a little underdeveloped when delivered. This is because there is only so much room in a woman's womb. So the first weeks of a newborn's life are kind of considered a four trimester. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Children actually develop from the inside out, starting with large muscle groups and systems at the center of the body. Then growth and progress get started on smaller physiological systems. Spanking and IQ have a deep connection, according to some experts. Children who are disciplined with corporal punishment typically have more struggles with developing certain skills and lower IQ points. There are also some health concerns and higher stress levels too. Maybe time out isn't such a bad idea after all. Selective hearing. Babies and young kids both have a hard time figuring out and separating background noises from voices speaking. So sometimes a toddler isn't ignoring being called. They're just dealing with the challenge of lacking response skills. The idea of right and wrong are two concepts that a child does not understand when under the age of one. Punishing a young one who doesn't understand these concepts is pointless. Children seem to develop best when they have consistent contact with at least three supportive and loving adult influences throughout their life. Positive family, friends and community bonds are extremely important to a child's success. A baby is aware of everything around them and tried to process it all as one. An adult's brain consciously focuses on specific things, ignoring background noise. It has been suggested that creative people have managed to think more like an infant. Peter Pan was onto something. Some biologists think that newborns have that shrill and annoying cry, not only to call for attention, but also so parents won't get too attached. This comes from the belief that infant mortality was much more common during the development of our species. A baby's language development can be accelerated if a parent makes an effort to respond to a baby's vocalization more than 80% of the time. Typically, parents respond to a baby 50-60% of the time. It may seem like a one-sided conversation with a baby, but just because one party responds in goos and gas doesn't mean they're communicating. Children develop their language skills in four distinct stages. First, babies babble, then toddlers use single words, then a few words, and finally young kids are able to string along multiple words and sentences together. Although child development follows certain patterns, each child develops at their own pace. A child's development may be influenced by genetics, environmental factors, nutrition, and even parenting. Language is the most difficult thing a child must learn in their early development. It is also the most common skill that children fall behind on in early development. Studies have shown that if a kid watches more than three hours of videos or TV programs a day, they may have a greater chance of emotional relationship and conduct problems when they reach seven years of age. So there's that important seven years of age. What do you mean no crawling? In early 20th century America, infants typically wore a long gown which could cause them to trip easily when crawling. Babies would log roll or crab along on their backs as a result. Parents who speak to their babies often typically know 300 more words than their peers by the age of two years old. There are more left-handed people in the United States than any other country in the world. 90% of children are born right-handed. 
A toddler between the ages of one and two years will gain two million new brain connections every second. At two years of age, a child has more than 100 trillion new brain connections or synapses. However, when a child finally becomes an adult, more than 50% of these acquired synapses disappear. A child's brain may be at its full physical size by the time they reach kindergarten, but brain development doesn't slow until their 20s. Children who spend more time playing outside have a reduced risk of becoming myopic. If a baby's body was able to grow at the same rate as their brain, the average child would weigh as much as 170 pounds at one month old. Wow, that is interesting. Children in the United States usually start watching and actually paying attention to TV at around five months old. Children who enjoy playing a musical instrument or sing greatly increase their math skills, attention span and hand-eye coordination. Children who endure frequent bullying suffer from increased depression, the risk of suicide and anxiety. Bullying stunts a child's development and can cause poor health and even economic problems in the future. Just after birth, your baby sees only in black and white with shades of grey. As the months go by, your baby will slowly start to develop his color vision. By the age of six, the average child has a vocabulary of about 13,000 words. An average adult has a vocabulary of about 60,000 words. Okay, some very interesting facts there about children, babies, toddlers, all types. So we're going to move on now and talk to our guests. So my special guests today are my children. So people are saying you're interviewing your own kids. So for me, and this podcast, I like to bring on family members sometime because for two reasons. The first reason is to show people we're just normal people. It's not about being a celebrity. It's not about being famous. It's about talking to the people that you love. And the other reason is that I, I want to preserve these moments in time. I want to look back and say, I talked to my sister. I talked to my brother. I talked to my mother. These moments, I just want to put these moments out there and look back in years to come. And they'll be like, you know, a message in a bottle or a, a time capsule. For me, I think this is important. And I, I've always had this idea that one day I will maybe do a podcast with my children and just get their point of view and hear their side of the story before they're too old. You know, my daughter is 11 and my boy is eight. So maybe this is the perfect time because, you know, they have a pretty good intelligence level and they're two languages and they're pretty sharp, I think. So, you know, I just wanted to get their opinion on themselves and life and me and their mother and so on. And I think now is the perfect time and they love the idea of doing it. So we're going to speak to Cassandra, who's 11, and David, who's eight years old. Let's speak to my kids. Okay, so now we're going to go over to two very special guests. Cassandra and David Kelly. And I have to admit, they are a little bit related to me as they are my children. But I won't let them hold that against me. And I won't let me hold it against them because we're going to have a little fun and ask some questions. Hello, Cassie and David. Hello. Hello. Uh, how are you? I'm good, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Why did you decide you wanted to come on the podcast? Uh, because you asked us to and because it was fun. Okay. Yes. So what, why did you think it'd be a good idea for you guys to come on? What did you think about it when I asked you? I think I'll be famous. You think you're going to get famous? I wonder who's going to see this. Probably nobody's going to see it because it'll be audio only. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, aren't we going to start the podcast now? <laughs> well, we're started the podcast. We start, we've already, we're already in. Okay, so let's talk a little about you guys. So Cassie, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about you. I'm Cassandra. Some people call me Cassie. Uh, well, in Spanish, they call me Cass. And um, 
I'm 11, I'm almost 12, I'll be 12 in November. I like to draw, I like to dance, I like like sports. I go to a public school. I have my zodiac sign as Sagittarius. My favorite food? Probably uh, popsicles uh, or strawberries. <laughs> yeah. Strawberries. Real strawberries or the ones from the sweet shop? Strawberries. Oh. And what about you, David? Tell us about you. Well, I'm... David and I'm from Ireland. Basically, I like playing football, drawing, and I do sports. And how old are you? And I'm eight years old, and soon I'll be nine. My birthday is 27th of June, and I'm Cancer. Okay, and David, why are you David and not David? In Spanish, it's David. Because, well, you called me that, so. It wasn't just me, it was your mom and I. Yes, so. You never say that, Dad. Well, you normally say your mom. Now you're saying mom. Your mom. <laughs> your mom. David is in Spanish and David is more Polish, but also it's kind of Welsh. David. David. But we had a mixture of all those names. So you're David. But people say, how's David? And I said, David is good. <laughs> David. You guys are living, obviously, with us. Tell people where you're living. Alicante. Spain. Spain. Alicante, Spain. We're living in Spain. We're in the European country. Union as well. And like, we're in the world as well. Yeah, Cass, we know that. Okay, Cass, we know that. How often we hear those words. Cass, we know that. Okay, so... Uh, pretty often. <laughs> so, you know, your mom is not here right now listening. You know, she's away in the kitchen or something, or she's doing some work herself on the computer. But um, who else is missing? There's somebody else missing, isn't there? The dog. Our baby brother. Our baby <laughs> brother the dog. David said the dog and Kathy <laughs> said the baby brother. Is the dog is the dog more important than the baby brother, David? Well they're both like they're special. both equal, I mean. Okay. They're both special. Tell us about your baby brother. Our baby brother is, is four five. months old. He is five. Five? No, four. He just turned four and a half maybe. Uh he is uh he does he has blue eyes. He smiles and laughs a lot, but then he can be a little bit annoying when he has to put him to sleep and he's overtired. What's his name? Hi. And as she said, that... <laughs> as she said, seashells <laughs> on the seashore. <laughs> stop, stop. Uh, that, as she said that it's annoying to put him asleep, it's because she has to make excuses for everything. No excuses that I know. Oh, Cassie likes a bit of Alice in Chains. <laughs> no, I don't. I just you, you stick that song in my head. I didn't stick it. Alice in Chains did because it's a good song. You think oh. you you think I wanted to hear that song? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the twenty song, the one hundred twenty songs you put in the car. Wow, 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 caravan, wow, 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 wow. Okay. Uh, this girl, this girl is really crazy. And then Wuthering Heights. <laughs> what a contrast. So the, I'm trying to be very professional in this podcast, but you guys won't let me. Yes. So listen, let's ask a question. Let's make it a little serious now. Mm -hmm. Cassie, what do you like most about yourself right now? I think that I'm always smiling. No, 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 no. Um, my style. You like your style? Mm -hmm. How would you describe your style? different each day i guess one day i'm wearing a, a, a purple t-shirt with short pants another day i'll be wearing long uh baggy pants with with a big hoodie or maybe i don't know but what's your style is it like rocker chick hippie what's your style i don't know you don't know davi tell us what cassie's style is i'd say 
Well, I don't think it's any of the cells I know. Okay, you know them all, don't you? I just have I have I have a, I have a little bit of each cell. Yeah, Dad, I know them all. You know, I know them all. <laughs> okay, no, this girl knows them all. She knows them all. And Kathy, you're not a child, but you're not a teenager. So what are you? A preteen. No, a I'm a preteen. A tween. Okay. So tell us what a tween is and tell us how hard it is being a tween. Um, it's harder being the oldest child, not being a tween. Okay. Um, um, a tween is in between teenager and... A 10-year-old? Yeah. And it's it's in between because teen and in between. Okay. Yeah. A tween. A tweener. <laughs> a tweener. What's the hard thing? Like you said, it was very hard being the oldest child. We'll come back to that in a minute. But tell me first, why is it hard being a tween? You know, what kind of things are hard? I don't know. My mood keeps going up and down. Okay. I have to say one thing. Okay. There's one thing that really happens. Okay. Sometimes. When she gets frustrated, she shouts at me. Oh. I don't shout at you. <laughs> and she starts to shout at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just heard her. No. So, Cassandra, you think that your moods are up and down, so like your hormones are jumping around the place? I think your hormones float, not that they don't jump. They float. In, in they your, float, but blood. they're not in water. In your body. They're in your body. But do you think your hormones are affecting your moods and they're making you, you know, be a different person one minute to the next? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you're not sure, are you? And David, what about you? Because you're not a tweener. You're an eight-year-old. So how is it living with someone who is a tweener? He's a kid. Well, first of all, he gets really angry sometimes. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's really hard because <laughs> she gets You don't understand me. Okay, David, what about you? So tell us something about you that you really like about yourself. Well, I'd say the fact that I can do sport. Okay. Good. Of course, of course you have to say that. Yeah, and the fact that I'm happy in this place and with my family. All right. And David, what's the funniest thing you've ever done? Can you think? I know. No, 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 Cassie, you don't. I know. No, let him speak. Playing, playing football, they pass it to me. Ball. I, I, I shoot it, but it passes in between my legs. <laughs> so that means you miss the ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not a funny thing because that. I know a funny tell thing. Tell me, tell me his funny thing. Oh yeah, when Davy read his cow jokes. His cow jokes. No, Have you a cow not, joke first? That's not funny. That's just humiliating. Tell us a cow joke, Davy. Knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. <laughs> I mean, no, not that. It just has a book that he got on Christmas. Yeah, I know. He doesn't read anymore, but it has so many bad jokes. Had so many bad jokes about oh, animals. Cassie sounds like a concerned citizen. So many bad jokes about animals. Yeah, a really concerned citizen. Okay. Well, you know. Okay. So then, staying with you for a moment, David, how do you like to spend your time? Like, what things do you do to pass the time every day? Play Lego, play football. Sometimes watch TV, <laughs> watch TV, play video games. Okay. And what do you do more? Do you play video games more than watch TV and Lego? Is Lego the 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 most thing you do or TV? How do you play Lego and like I play today. Daddy plays Lego at late night or when he's cleaning his room. Okay. No, I play it today. Right. Cassie, for you, you because you're a different age to David. So how do you spend like to spend your time on your iPod? No. I see. No, I, 
I actually don't like being in my iPod that much anymore. So I like to spend my time. I, I like going outside. I also like listening to music on my headphones. They they were they were really valuable because they cost me a euro and it was really I couldn't use that on. That's very valuable. Priceless. Yeah, it was priceless. And priceless. Priceless. I like what else do I like doing? Um I like writing stuff. I, I honestly it doesn't matter what I write, I just like writing. Like I could just write what I see in any place or you know, I like like I don't know, thinking, <laughs> talking to people. Yeah, just one thing. I love hugs. Yes, David. Was priceless supposed to mean <laughs> that it was it was actually a lot of money, not a tiny bit of money? <laughs> well, not really. Priceless means you can't put a price on it. Hey, you can't put a price on but it because I, I, it's so I, valuable. <laughs> Well, it's so valuable, but that's it. But Cassie, that's why it was a joke. It was sarcasm, David, because Cassie spent one euro on headphones, you know. But they're but they're really valuable to Cassie, so they're priceless. Yeah, that's really priceless. You don't know? don't reveal my secret. Okay, so guys, let's reveal it. Tell us about living in Spain, because obviously you're Irish children and you live in Spain for years now. So tell us about living in Spain. What do you think of it? So it's it's very Spanish. <laughs> okay. This girl doesn't have a sense of humor. Har har har. So Spain is very. It's like if you move if you go there like for holidays, just oh my gosh, this is so weird. But then you stay there seven years or eight years or nine years, and you're like, this is normal. So when we like, if we ever went to Ireland, imagine like for like for holidays, we'd be like, oh, that's weird. I remember, like, we used to live there for three years when, when I was three years old. And, like, it's just, it's very Spanish, you know? Like, there's lots of, like, yacas because it's Spain. What about, like, you said about living in Spain, but what about knowing another language? You know, do you consider Spanish your main language now or English your main language? David, what about you? I'd say Spanish and English right now are equal because I speak a lot of Spanish outside. And I speak a lot of English with family and... Let's try some funny things in Spanish and English. So I'll say something in English and you say it in Spanish, okay? Okay. Ready? Here we go. The cat licked his bum. El gato chupó su culo. (laughs) Okay, okay. And Kathy, what about if I said the man has a fat head? El hombre tiene una cabeza gorda. Okay. Or, I just spoke like in Duolingo when you put it in slow mode. <laughs> El hombre tiene una... It sounds like that in Duolingo. Wait, Dad. Cassie's a Duolingo fan. But yeah, Dad, I'm, Dad. I'm about to lose my streak, but Cassie. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, Cassie, what are you scared of? Honestly? um, I guess... Let me think. Um, I think, like, I don't know why. I just when we moved my... Because my room... That they painted it, and my mom moved like the bed to the other side of the room. And now my room in the dark looks like a monster. It's going to appear in the corner because I'm right facing right in, next to it. So it's very scary. So I can't sleep. I'm going to get insomnia. And then also, I don't know. I guess being alone. Yeah, but that's kind of uh, that's contradicting itself because you're scared of the monster, and then you're scared of being alone. But because the monster's there, you're not alone. Are you saying? <laughs> you're not alone if the monster's there are you yeah but there's no monster it just i've seen too much i've seen too much okay i know i know what siren head is i know what the enderman is and i don't know they don't exist but but the mind tricks i know i know what smilers are those are really scary 
I think the monster is solving your problem of being alone. So that's why maybe don't be scared of the monster. Let me know. No, no, no. Then the monster will be alone because he'll eat me. Okay. David, what are you scared of? Me. Let me think. Spidey. Spidey. <laughs> I don't. I, the, the crazy Spidey. No, wasp. Wasps and hornets. You're, <laughs> why are you afraid of wasps and hornets? Because they bite me. But where are they hanging around you all the time, or? Yeah, because I'm always in the beast, and there's and there's a hornet, and I mean, and there's a wasp nest there. There's a horde of hornets. Ah. They like football. No, it's just they're in these metal bars that are there. Okay, okay. So, guys, if you were to tell adults a message, what would the message be, Cassie? What would your message be to adults? Seconds are valuable, so imagine you get to do something quickly, like something small, but like. With memories, like if it lasts a second, don't, don't like, don't say, oh, it's just gonna waste my time. Actually, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and David, what message would you like to say to children? I think I'd first of all, I'd say, well, I'd say hi to them, and then I mean, I'd say, how are you feeling? And how are you feeling? What like uh, you think they're feeling bad? I mean, if they're Maybe they're yeah. all, maybe they're they have, they're sitting in the corner the, the the punishment corner whatever it's called. Why why would they be in the punishment corner? I don't know. Maybe they did something wrong. Yeah, but do you mean all the children in the world? That's like no, like get out of the corner. <laughs> get out of the corner. In the it's time, mom. <laughs> mom, mom, uh, mom, you have to wait eight minutes. Eight minutes later, me it's come time, on. mom. Cassie and David's message to children of the world. It's time to come out of the corner. <laughs> okay, and what do you think will be different about the world when you are an adult, Cassie? Maybe there will be other diseases. Other diseases. Oh, the war will be over, that's for sure. I okay. Think. Um, what else? COVID will be a really normal sickness. Like, it'll be the same. And maybe they will find another flu. Oh, I just said that. COVID will be normal. So let's give context because people will say, People listen to this in 10 years, they'll be like, what war? So what war are you talking about will be over? The Ukraine versus Russia war. Russia? Yeah. Okay. So the thing happened is, uh, for you 10-year-old people, so um, if you were born when we did this podcast, this is what happened 10 years ago. Uh, Russia, was it? Yeah, Russia attacked Ukraine because Ukraine wanted to join the UE, the U, um, no, the EU, the European Union, and to be like stronger and they didn't want them to join so they can invade them and now they get all angry and they said you know we're gonna start a war so they're like okay all the russians they keep telling them oh no they're attacking us and all this so they have no idea well most of them and ukraine and the whole world knows the truth except those russians that don't know any better what do you think about the war david well first of all ukraine wanted to join the OTAN. so basically russia the only reason they're starting the war it's because Ukraine don't want to be a part of Russia, and Russia just want money and stuff from Ukraine and Spain. And I mean, Russia is really not doing anything good. All right. Okay. That's right. Quite interesting. The perspective you have on it. All right. Okay. So let's move on. Let's change it a little. Who are your best friends and why do you like each other? So David, who's your best friend and why do you like them? I'd say uh, that my best friend is, let me see, me, Adrian, and because it's Adrian because I spend a lot of time with him and he's a good friend. 
Okay, okay. And Cassie, who's your best friend and why do you like them? Can I say plural? Yeah, okay. In school, it'll probably be um, Elena and Paula. And here in the Udva, it'll be Valeria. And she's and she lives upstairs. She my, Right now, I'm in my room. And she lives right upstairs. Uh, upstairs in my room. Uh, she lives, like, right on top of me. That's actually her bedroom, so. We could build a secret bunker if we wanted to. We could just make stairs. Yeah, we can make stairs. Secret tunnel. Yeah, and we Cool. Okay, and here's a question that, you know, a lot of kids will be, you know, wanting to answer too. So if I, if someone said to you, what do you think your parents do at work all day? What would answer would you give? So David first, what, what do you think your parents do at work all day? Well, what I know is that you work doing stuff with your podcast and you give English classes online and go to places in Arido. Okay. And to someone here. <laughs> So, Cassie, what what do you think your mom does at work all day? I mean, first of all, she works, but she's like probably just I don't know. She's just she's like good at her work. She she's good at talking to people. So I I guess she would just like get on with it because she's not too she's not too hard for her. I think she sells houses. She um she calls people and she um she says hi. Is this house still available? Yes. She uh, on the computer. She. And searches the ground, the surface, how big it is in real life, how big it is on the screen, and the prices, and she the the wish list, and she presents houses to people, and you know she also does like virtual interviews with, with like relaxing music. Okay. This is the room. <laughs> I've seen it today. <laughs> this is the master bedroom. She didn't talk like that. I don't know. So she tries to relax them while she's selling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's very interesting. This is the room. Um. All right. So, what do you know how to do that you could teach me? Uh, how to play football. Nineteen dollars. Are you saying I can't play football? <laughs> well, Dad, weren't you? Dad, weren't you injured? Yeah, but I, that doesn't mean I don't know how to play. It's just I was injured. I mean, you don't really play much, so I mean, I can help you with a few stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. So the footballing coach, my son. <laughs> oh, football and drawing. And drawing. And drawing. Okay, okay, okay. Very good. And Kathy, what what could you teach me? Uh, I could teach you how to have long hair. I had long hair once. Come on, Dad. You know better. I had long hair and an undercut. So my hair was like down to my shoulders. No. Yeah. Why? It's hard to imagine I could be more beautiful than I am right now, isn't it? Wow, Rapunzel, let down your hair. <laughs> Did yeah, you just yeah. call me repulsive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> repulsive, let down your hair. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, so what's the most important rule that you know of, Cassie? Me? Uh, yeah. Depends. Um, what are you talking about? School, home? Etc. No, whatever you think. Like a rule in yeah. Spain, like uh, don't talk over people doesn't exist. Um, so I can't say that. Um, I will say um, when you um, if you're in school, um, always bring gum. <laughs> That's a rule. <laughs> or um, don't oh, eat. Bring them. bring something to entertain yourself. Okay. 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 Because even if you get good grades, you're going to get a little bit bored. All right, so go on. And David, wh what about you? I'd say the number one rule uh, is that don't go to anyone's house, car, etc. without asking uh, you or mom. You mean strangers or friends? 
Don't talk to friends. Friends are strangers. Friends are strangers. Depends. Okay, okay. So you mean don't accept lift from strangers or don't talk to strangers? What if the stranger is actually someone we know? Ooh, friend stranger. That's the worst kind of stranger. People who are you most. All our friends could be strangers and all our strangers could be friends. You could have kidnapped me when I was a baby. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I have to take blood samples because you don't have blonde hair, so. Maybe, you, you never maybe know, but no, I think you're ours. So listen, here we go. Here's another question. Why do you think kids go to school, David? Well, Dad, it's obvious to learn something. That's an obvious answer, but why do you think they go to school? To get ready for the real life when they're going to have jobs. And that it's because they have to practice for when they're going to work in the real life, which is going to be much harder. You know, I feel I, I feel like with the answer that Davi says, to learn something is actually very um, accurate and very deep because okay, even if you're not like in the class, literally, you can learn something in the in the recess. You can learn something by people talking to you, people leaving you, people coming to you, people getting angry, people getting sad. <clears throat> you can learn something by you can learn by lots of stuff. You can you can. It's very good, actually. That's actually very accurate. I think. Okay, Cassie, what makes you really annoyed? Uh, many people talk to me at the same time. Well, when when I can't control it, because I'm I'm good at I'm, I'm good at handling uh, I'm I'm fine handling two conversations at the same time. I'm not fine handling three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and David, what makes you really annoyed? When Cassie makes weird sounds, annoys me by coming into my room, making weird sounds. I never do that. Doing this. I never do that. Like pushing my head. Maybe I push you, but I don't come into your room. Pestering she you. She pushes my head. She opens the door in my room. Okay. Oh, and really? Goes, don't. Ah. <laughs> okay, now you're starting to annoy each other, so I better move on. Okay, so David, what do you think? is the worst thing that could happen. Uh, Simon, can you see me? For the world to explode. I mean, glo well, global warming is the worst thing. We already have that. The world to explode. Okay, that's pretty bad. The sun the sun exploding. Yeah. Well, yeah, but global warming is bad, but it's it's like slower than the world exploding. Yeah, I'm never mind. If I had a choice between the sun or global warming or the world exploding, I think I'd have to go with global warming because it's a bit slower than just the world <clears throat> gone in one go, no? And Cassie, what about you? What's the worst thing that could happen, do you think? The worst thing that could happen is for a bad dream to come true. A bad dream? Okay, it depends on the dream, doesn't it? Like, imagine, like, you have a dream that you're gonna, you're about to go to bed and then you see a smiler. Do you, know you know what a smiler is? No. It's basically in the dark. It's a smiley face, but you can't see its body because it's literally black. So, but it has a weird, really weird body. And you can only see a smiley face. Like an emoji? No, like uh, just a, a shiny smiley face. But I want one to oh, like a stick man with a smiley face. Yeah, but you can't see the body. You can only see it if you turn on the light. Oh. And it's really scary. And it comes wow. close to you. But it's real. No, it's in the back rooms. All right. And David, what makes you happy? Uh, being with my friends and family and the ones that I love most. Okay. And Cassie, what makes you feel proud? I think when I get a 9.8 in grammar. I got it the other day. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. And Cassie, which of your nicknames do you like the most? Cassie with K-A-S-S-I-E. Okay. The spelling. You like the spelling better than a Y. Yeah, it's just the Y is very 
I don't know. It's just I don't, know. I don't like it anymore. It's really why. And David, which of your nicknames is the best for you? DJK. Dave. DJK. Dave. DJ Dragon. Dave. My no, friend DJ Dave. Dragon. My friend Dave here. He likes to go. David Joshua Kelly, so DJK for sure. I'm going to call uh, you Dave now. Dave. Dave the footballer. <laughs> Cave and Dave. And Cassie, what's the best thing that happened to you lately? The best thing that happened to me, I found some nice friends in my school that I didn't know were actually nice. And now I'm finding myself being with them every single day. Okay. Okay, cool. And David, how do you know when you're right? I don't. You don't know when you're right? You never know if you're right. Oh. So, okay, this is a question for both of you, but you, you can choose who answers. What do you do when you feel sad? Sleep. You sleep when you feel sad, Cassie? No, I, I... I try and calm down, and then I talk to someone. I play Candy Crush and listen to sad music. But, David, you said you tried to calm down, but that's not sad. That's angry. I try to relax, I mean. Okay. From the sadness. From the sadness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> David's like, all those years or, I thought I was sad, and I was just angry. Or... <laughs> or if not... What I do is I go talk to someone. Okay, okay, that's good. Last few questions. So, Cassie, what would you like to do when you grow up? I don't want to say what do you want to be. What would you like to do in your life? I knew this question would come up, and I'm not sure. Okay, we can do podcast part two when you're in your 20s. Yeah, <laughs> I think I will probably, maybe, if I don't have any ideas, I might follow in mom's footsteps. Okay, talking, relaxing to clients. Yes. <laughs> and David, what would you like to do when you're older? I think be a football player or an F1 driver. An F1 driver, maybe both. Maybe you could be an engineer. Maybe. Yeah, let me just hope I won't have any football matches on Sunday. Yeah, you'll be an engineer who drives Formula One on Saturdays plus football on Sunday and goes back to engineer work on Monday, no? But Dad, on Sunday is when you have the Formula One. Yeah, and Saturday. So you can't do the football, so going to be tough to do both isn't it and uh, so here now i am going to give the chance for you guys to ask me some questions so david do you have any questions for me why is it that you have so many guitars but yet you don't really use them well i don't play them as much but i used to play an awful lot so i always kind of think i'm going to start back playing more but that's a good question because i need to play more now but sometimes i don't get the time you know so good question Cassie, what about you? What was the exact date when you did your first podcast? Ooh, the exact date. Yeah, try and remember in your time and your... Oh, the first podcast, I think I did it in October of 2020. But the date, I think it was like the end of October, maybe the, towards Halloween. I can't remember exactly. Okay, and anything else? David, Cassie, more questions? I think we should finish this up now. Yeah, right? you're getting bored now, aren't you? No, I just have the last question. My... Oh, that was the last question. Okay. If you were not doing this right now or doing this job, I mean, if you were not doing the job that you're doing now, which other job would you like to choose? Oh, maybe, um, <laughs> maybe feeding the penguins in the zoo. Or, you know, you know, it's a good job. The penguins, there's a zoo in America or in, in lots of zoos. The penguins look at the planes flying over and they fall over. <laughs> and there's a man that has to put them back up again. <laughs> That's a cool job, no? 
So they're looking at the planes flying over and then they fall backwards and then the man has to come out and lift them up. That sounds like a cool job. I want that job. Maybe that's the job I would do if I wasn't doing this, David. Yeah. It's a good job, no? Pretty funny. Good one. Cassie and David, thank you very much for coming on my podcast. You're welcome. I hope people enjoy it. And if they're bored of our chat, it doesn't matter. Oh, I, I promised a hi. 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 <laughs> Say hello to your friends in case they ever listen. Hello, Fiona. Hello, my friends from the world. You're all my friends. Hello, friends from the world. Bye-bye. From the world. And do you want to say hello to your friends and family in Ireland? Hi. Hi, and how are you, friends? Rohan, Shanna, you're next. Oh, maybe, maybe. So, guys, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. You've been my most entertaining guest so far, and I've had a lot of entertaining guests, but you guys have been amazing. Shout out to Mick Murphy. <laughs> Shout out to Mick Murphy. Who's Mick Murphy? <laughs> Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> Who's he? The guy. Oh, just the the famous Murphy. No, the one you interviewed. The, that the one that you interviewed today, Mike Murphy. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so I interviewed George Murphy. So my, they're saying shout yeah. out to George Murphy. I've seen you. Okay, okay, that's. My dad works really hard. Okay, you don't have to be saying that now. Look at they're bigging me up. Okay, so listen, I'm going to let you guys go because I think it's getting close to your bedtime. Yeah, but my dad is the best. Okay, thank you. That's nice. Make Murphy know. What's his name? <laughs> George, yeah. George Murphy. Dad, and he's Murphy. always going to be the best. George Murphy. No. Your nickname thank sounds you, American. Yes. So guys, I don't usually say this to guests because I can get in trouble, but I love you very much and thank you for coming on my podcast. I love you, Dad. You've been the best guest ever, and you'll be on again, hopefully, when you're a few years older. And maybe when you're famous and really successful, I'll try and get you on. And you'll be like, I don't have time. I don't have time. And I'll be like, come on. I'm your dad. Please help me out. Yeah. I'll give you all my subscribers. <laughs> okay. All right. Cassandra and David Kelly, thank you very much. And till the next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. So, Dad... Yeah. Let me just say one thing. Okay. Who's going to hang up? You or us? Oh, I think I have to hang up now. <laughs> okay, bye, friends. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Cassandra and David. I really did. And, you know, even though I know my kids so well, lots of kind of interesting points they brought up. And it's nice to hear their perspective on a few things. And I hope you enjoyed the interview. And, you know, I know it's... Some people might say, oh, it's kind of self-indulgent having your own children. But I mean, who better to talk to than my own kids? Because, you know, they are the people close to me. And as I said earlier, we're preserving that moment in time. So I enjoyed that interview and I hope you did too. And that's all we have for today. And let's tune in next time for another great show. We'll have some amazing guests on and uh, promise you some great content over the next few months. And we hope you're enjoying the show. Please like and subscribe and we'll see you back here next time so look after yourself look after your family look after your kids as well if you have them and if you don't look after yourself take care my name is simon k this is the collective whisper podcast till the next time all the best 